0: Today was all about taking a step back and looking at the big picture. Because (laughs) I had a conversation yesterday with with a real estate investor who is the CEO of a big, (laughs) big fund, big business, and tons and tons of properties. And man, was I unprepared. It was like pathetic. I feel like, I mean, it's just like one of those just jolt you into action, inspiration moments or motivating moments because like, while i came prepared with questions i was very ill suited to be talking to that man Just not in the right place i didn't know how to speak the lingo of real estate and at some point he picked up on it like some point i couldn't keep up with the conversation and i couldn't obtain or like derive the full value that this man had to offer and and was willing to give me his time so like i i won lost an opportunity to I guess I didn't lose an opportunity. I lost an opportunity in the sense that I could have earned obtained more from a conversation. I could have like spent the guy's time better. But I I mean, I probably could just reach out to him again when I'm more well-versed and, and have a better idea. But also like our idea was not fleshed out. Very quickly he got the idea that we were trying to do another form of like like being a bank. And because I didn't understand our idea, I did wasn't able to combat him. And so when I say I gotta take a step back and look at the big pictures because I don't even know what our idea is. I don't know what the advantage is, the novelty is of our idea in comparison to traditional financing through a bank. So so today was all about taking a step back and figuring out where do we beat the bank? Do we have any idea here? During the conversation with my friend Jared yesterday, the real estate investor, he, he kind of brought up a term DSCR. and So I just wrote it down because I don't obviously, I did not know what that term meant. An acronym. There's a billion acronyms in r- real estate. And so I just wrote it down, but I, when I looked into it, I realized debt service. Oh, oh dang it, C R debt, sur- debt to service coverage ratio. Yeah. And that's essentially a ratio that is your rental income, if for real estate in particular, your rental income divided by your the obligations you owe for debt on a monthly basis. So if, if it was like, you have 450 rental income per month and you have 400... That income, or debt, like a mortgage payment of $400, then you have debt-to-debt-to-service ratio of greater than one, and that's great because that means that the money that you make off of rent, rental income, can be can be transformed into. I'm going to make the turn. The money you make can be can immediately cover your costs of the mortgage. So that means that lenders are more likely to pay, give you a loan because you can just pay it off with the money you make on the property and so they let you they do an appraisal on your property and then figure out the farmer the far, fair market rent value and then if it's greater than what you're going to own the mortgage then they'll give you a loan a, a different type of loan a dscr mortgage loan so i was like shoot it's kind of what i'm doing like dang give me one second but in reality they're not leveraging the, their current rental properties in this deal. They're just looking at the rental property they look to acquire. It's a mortgage, it's not a financing option based on properties you already have. And so it is in fact different from what we're doing, but I didn't know that. And honestly, I didn't know how to respond to many of the questions posed by Jared yesterday. So we took a step back today and we looked at the big picture and saw that, and like, we, you know, what are we trying to do? Does this work? Why are we better than a bank? And at some point throughout the day as we're mapping through it we're looking at the debt to service coverage ratio and i start to realize where we defer from those guys and why I, why i can't find anything that does what we do in voice factoring and, and where the novelty is and what we're doing man it starts to become become a fun conversation because i start it starts to click like there are other options that are traditional financing through banks well and th- those are great you should do those you should do those to get your mortgage and in every case that's a good idea because they can give you really cheap money. And so I'm starting to see where we play, where we fit into this big game of real estate finance. That is always go with the mortgage. The DSCR mortgage is a great one because they don't look at your personal income, they just look at your rental property income and the one you look to acquire. And so we would be a perfect fit. For instance, they still require 20% down payment on this rental property, even when you do the DSCR loan. So that 20% has to come from something you already have. But if you have a whole bunch of rental properties that are cash flowing, we can, <laughs> at VestCP, our company, leverage that cash flow and give you upfront capital so you can put a down payment on a new property under a DSCR loan and then immediately have that property instead of waiting nine months for your cash flows to come in naturally. Yeah, so the question is, it becomes not a, not a difference between, should I use a bank or should I use you? or should I use you at all? Because your, your financing is, is more expensive. Like, I mean, I'm taking a loan. Why don't I just wait for my money to come in there? It's, it's not a question of, do you want to grow fast or do you want to go grow slow? That's the only question. Because if you can buy a property now versus waiting nine months, when we did the math today, we built an Excel sheet with the formula, like all the calculations in there and made everything variable. If you can buy the property now, you are allowing a renter to pay you, pay you pay down your mortgage for the next nine months. Essentially, you're allowing a renter to build your equity in the home. You're paying off a mortgage, you're, you're building, you're appreciating it. Your asset is not only appreciating in the long run, but it's also getting paid off and then you're owning it. And that's nine months in advance that you'd normally have because it would take you nine months for your cash flows to come in so that you could put a down payment and get a new property. This is huge. Essentially, without us, they, we did the math on like a the math it takes to get a cash, like the upfront capital, how much cash flow you need, and they're saving thirty grand by using us versus just waiting those nine months. That's when they have ten thousand monthly cash flow, ten thousand dollars a month monthly cash flow, and they're purchasing a five hundred thousand dollar home. Like, of course, our numbers could be maybe a little more conservative. They could also are more conservative than they need to be, in some ways. So, either way, this is starting to look like a really cool model, and. It took taking a step back and really understanding it before just diving straight into conversations with people that we probably shouldn't be having conversations with to an extent to get it right. Because now the conversation, if I was to go back and have a conversation with Jared, I would be far more equipped to ask him better questions and to really dive down into the, into the meat of what we're working on because prior to that, prior to that conversation, I would be, I was spitting blind. I, all he did the entire yesterday was telling me about It's a dumb idea to go try and take on banks. This is a this is a bloody market. Like it's essentially what he was saying. So yeah, more to come. Building the pitch deck, building out the financial models. Things are on the way. Cheers.